episode of Whatever Laura Wants, a podcast hosted by me, Laura Minert. How is it going? Hope you're all having a great week. We took a break last week. Just lots of things happening in my personal life. And as usual, I do overshare, but a little bit this time, we're going to lock it up for a minute and I will inform all of you when the time comes. But I am happy to be back with you. I also thought last week, I was like, wow, I feel like there's stuff happening in my personal life, but I have nothing to talk about. So maybe it's good that we're having a little break. And now this week, I'm like, so much has happened. So much to talk about. Just lots to get into. So let us dive right in. First of all, and I apologize, this story is a little bit dated. Maybe not. I should check on it. But again, we took the week off, so I still need to give my opinions on things that have already passed. My girl, Lizzo. Okay? Love Lizzo. She's always that bitch. I saw her in concert in Chicago two years ago, and it was amazing. Really tiny theater. Had an amazing time. Of course, she was epic. But I love her. We talked about her butt cleavage a couple weeks ago. She can do no wrong. And she did the most normal girl, of course, you know, celebrities, they're just like us. But a couple weeks ago, maybe even last week, she got drunk. And as one does, she slid into the DMs of her favorite celebrity. And that celebrity happened to be Chris Evans. And that's all fine and dandy, like super cool that she did that. But then the best part is that she got a response from him. Now, of course, if I were Lizzo and a celebrity drunk sliding into DMs, I would hope that other celebrities would acknowledge me and be like, I see you, girl. Let's have a chat. Let's be friends in real life. Let's make some magic. But, you know, sometimes celebrities are douche holes, but not Chris Evans. Chris Evans responded. And then Lizzo even went as far as to share some of the tweets in a TikTok that she had tweets, DMs from her Instagram on a little TikTok. And I guess it was kind of flirty. There were a bunch of laugh crying emojis. He basically admitted that he was a fan kind of. And I also didn't know that Chris's nickname is Jamal. So in this article I was reading, it's like Lizzo and Jamal. And she reveals in this TikTok The quote is, so let's see what your pause game is like, motherfuckers. And she reveals the DMs for a split second. And so the DMs, he said, no shame in a drunk DM. God knows I've been worse on this app. LOL. Well, they say you miss 100% of the shots you never take. And even though I unsent it like a dork, I'm glad you know I exist now. He said, of course I do. I'm a fan. Keep up the great work. And then they kind of like blurred some out and she used a whole bunch of like emojis and everything. And I'm just super excited about this potential. Who knows what could come of this? I'm sure honestly, maybe nothing, but maybe something, maybe they'll meet up and they'll be friends if they aren't going to go on a date. And who knows? I'm just very excited because I think of, like I said, Lizzo is magical. Chris Evans, obviously hot as shit. Let's get these two together. Let's make something glorious happen. Also in celebrity to a point kind of news, I don't know if you watched the show Very Cavallari. Uh, You know, I love my girl, Kristen Cavallari, and we talked about her divorce from uh, Jay Cutler. Wow, I almost blanked on his name. 
Sorry about that, Jay. My deepest apologies. But she had the TV show where she followed her employees for a while. And then the second season was all about kind of they transitioned to just following her and Jay around. But there was a girl who I was obsessed with from Very Cavallari. Uh, Shannon Ford, fellow redhead extraordinaire. She also recently came out with her own podcast, probably a podcast with her friend who was in radio. And I didn't recognize her, but she's on like a country radio station, like satellite radio. Um, Mary Carlisle, I believe is her name. And of course it was one of those that I was like, oh, I need to listen to this podcast. I love Shannon. Gotta be hilarious. And then I never got around to it because I'm such backlog of other podcasts I listen to that I didn't listen until the very first episode of their second season. And it was basically their announcement that they were ending the partnership because of, you know, their own reasons. But I, then they took all the first like 10 episodes down. So, you know, like an idiot, I missed the boat on Shannon Ford's podcast, but supposedly she's going to continue it. She's going to keep things going. That is not why we're here today though. Shannon dated this guy, John, and they were friends initially. Then they both were on the show and tragedy has struck. And I say dated because she posted over the weekend that she and John have gone separate ways. And I hate this. And I'm sure it's very traumatic having it like in the public eye to a point she's, you know, an influencer with how many followers and has the podcast with thousands of listeners And, you know, they live together and they go on all these vacations and it's just everyone thinks they're perfect for each other. And who knows how long that they have actually been broken up because, of course, you don't want to spill the tea on that right away. You need some time to yourself. I completely get it. But I'm just so sad that my girl Shannon Ford is single because I really love them together. Grant, of course, has a giant crush on her because she's a fellow redhead. And he was like, my time has come. And I was like, slow your roll, pal. Like... (laughs) A little bit of a difference. She's in Nashville. You're here. And like, I'm sorry I'm in the way of this, but I mean, I guess I would support it. If he's going to leave me for someone, I would allow Shannon Ford to swoop in and steal Grant from me. So you heard it here first. But I'm just very sad that these two have broken up. And then another girl who was on the show, Brittany, I think it might have been the same day. She posted this very long Instagram, basically saying, yes, she and her boyfriend are still together. Just because she doesn't post about him constantly doesn't mean they're still together. So, like, don't get it twisted. You don't need to be posting about your significant other all the time. But, yes, they are, in fact, still together. And, of course, on the opposite end, you had people commenting on Shannon's stuff saying, well, I was suspicious of this and I wondered about this. So I'm sure Brittany's like, dude, I'm just trying to, like, tell you that we have lives outside of our significant others. And don't worry about it. But... Shannon Ford, single, on the market, super hot, super funny redhead. If you're in Nashville and you're listening to this, I don't know why you would be, but if you are, slide into that girl's DMs. I support it 100%. We are going to shift gears to a couple little golf tidbits. I know we just got done with Masters a couple weeks ago, but we, of course, are watching golf this weekend. And it was the Zurich Classic in New Orleans. And side note, very excited, but hopefully going to New Orleans over Christmas this year. We do always do a trip with Grant's parents, and I think New Orleans is going to be the place. But we were watching the Zurich Classic, and the one of the guys on the team that won, Cameron Smith, 
he has an amazing mullet and part of the deal i guess that he said to his girlfriend is that if he won this like tournament he made a deal with her that he would cut the mullet off so they won and then they i saw an interview come out just the day after and they were like okay so what's the status of the mullet now that you've won like what's going to happen? Are you going to cut it off for your girlfriend? And he said, I'm going to, I would have to apologize to my girlfriend. It's not going away. I mean, it's, I feel like it's a part of me now. And people are like, you have a like cult following out here. His partner came out one of the days wearing a mullet wig, I think the first day. So it got me thinking how I feel about mullets. And I, I feel like no one should be surprised by this, but I love mullets. I don't know why. I just think they're great and delightful. Um, You guys, you know, the poll that I put on Instagram, you do not think they're wonderful. Uh, my exact poll was mullets, they're back, but do they make you want to party? Then you had to pick their majestic or their trash. And I believe 71% of poll takers said they're trash. And of course I had to go in and see who said they're majestic and honestly real proud of the few of you that said they're majestic. A couple surprises in there, but again, really happy with those of you who are on my side and said they're majestic. We have a guy that I work with who has a mullet. We were at a happy hour a couple weeks ago and we were all going around. All the girls were being asked if he should cut his mullet. And of course I said, no, you should leave it. And I was the only one at that point who had said that he should keep it. And so everyone was kind of booing me. And then finally another lady came and she also thought he should keep it. And I was just like, they're fun. They're exciting. As long as you don't let it get gross, like any hairstyle, I feel like mullets are a great time. I, several, several years ago, the Iowa State Fair, you know, one of the loves of my life we had, I was doing a scavenger hunt for it. And one of the things that you had to do was kiss a guy who had a mullet because, you know, it's Iowa. We get a little trashy at the state fair sometimes. And so I have a photo of me that I ran into a dude with a Hawaiian shirt and a mullet and I'm kissing him on the cheek. I'll have to find the photo. I don't know where it is. But I feel like, yeah, Cam Smith, this mullet is part of you. I support a mullet. I'm sad that more of you don't like a mullet. They're just a good time. Like, let the mullet live on is all I have to say about that. Our other portion of golf news is Will Zalatoris, who came in second at the Masters. The headline is, continues epic life run. He proposed to his girlfriend over the weekend, and they are now engaged. And you may recall the girlfriend was a hot point of contention a couple weeks ago on the Masters episode because it was a battle of if she was hot or not. And I still maintain that they look kind of like they're related. And also they're very young and no judgment if you're 24 and getting engaged. They were together forever, but they're very young. But he proposed to his longtime girlfriend, Caitlin, and then his Instagram caption was, best day of my life. I love you. And I mean, it is very cute and the photos are very cute and I'm happy for him. You know, got to stay up on my golf, you know, gossip, what little I care about. But that leads me to my next point. 
I have an issue with the way that he posted his engagement posts. He has like three photos of them hugging, walking, being cute. But my problem is we do not get a close up of his girlfriend, now fiance, Caitlin's ring. Okay. I tweeted about this. Normalize having a close up photo of the engagement ring when you do your social media announcement that you are, in fact, engaged. Why? Because I'm nosy. I want to see what the fuck you're working with. Is it trash? I need to know. I want a close-up shot. If you want to do a video, also great. I don't care about three photos of you guys like walking lovey-dovey and I can't even see the ring. It's just like a shiny little silver blob in the distance. That's not what I'm here for. I know you, I've seen what you look like all day long. Those are what your engagement photos are for. Those, those time for those is coming. I want to see what the merchandise look like. Also, and I know I should say, I understand he's a dude. He probably doesn't care as much as all of us women out here, but this goes all the way around. If you're not going to post a picture of the ring, best make sure she's posting it. Someone needs to post it because I need to see it. Also, in your post about your announcement of your engagement, less is more. I do not need a giant, giant paragraph about how much you love each other. You want to know why? Because you said yes. You were having a smile on your face and you have a ring on. Clearly you love this man, unless you're in some kind of weird situation that I don't know about and you were forced into it. But you love this man. He's great and fantastic. I'm sure there are 47 reasons why. Don't write me a paragraph listing off all of those reasons, but why you love him. Save that sap for your wedding vows. Save it for the actual wedding when like your friends and family who are close to you can see it. If I'm close enough to you, I know how you feel about him, like I said. And if I'm not, I also don't need a list of probably stereotypical reasons why you love the person that you're marrying. Surely he checks off the boxes of like making you happy, laugh, smile, like getting you through the hard times. If he doesn't, back to why are you marrying him? I'm just going to assume that you do all of those things. So don't write me a paragraph, ushy gushy gross, about the day you met this man, your life changed, and you knew you would be together forever, and blah, 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 blah. Here's what I need in your announcement of your engagement. Give me a little bit of detail. Again, if I'm not one of those close friends that's going to be invited to the wedding, give me a little bit like, on this day we were doing this, and he surprised me with blah, 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 and I said yes, and great and fantastic. Just some little details to tell the story or keep it short and sweet. One line, you know, I mean, the standard, I said, yes, he put a ring on it. Wife me up, all that kind of stuff. Cliche, but they work. They're classic. Stick with that. Don't give me a paragraph about all the reasons that you're going to marry this man. Because I'm also going to get those, I'm sure, for the next year leading up to your wedding when you post about every single thing you're doing for the wedding. Thank you in advance. Switching gears completely. I am preparing for a vacation in June and it is a girl's trip and I am super pumped about it. There are seven of us and we have a beach house with a pool and you know, we're going to be, what is that quote? We're going to be vaxxed, waxed and ready to relax. That's a t-shirt I think we saw. Um, I also did see a tweet that I sent to the group that I think kind of describes things and the tweet, oh yeah, the tweet is I'm going to be so slutty this summer. And then in parentheses, 
I'm in a monogamous relationship, so not slutty in actions, but slutty in vibe. And honestly, same, because, of course, unfortunately, in the nicest way possible, love you, Grant. I am in a monogamous, committed relationship. Not going to have any slutty actions. Just going to have slutty vibes. And that means revamping my wardrobe. And this has come to a problem for me. Because I am starting to realize, maybe I didn't realize this before, but finding measurements of clothing and measurements of your body, it's all very tricky. So I have filled my shopping cart. I know it's bad, but I love Shein. It is a cheap as shit website, but they have so much fast fashion. You can get so many things that like it's a throwaway. I'm going to wear it once. It cost me, the shirt was $10. Fantastic. Especially when I know I'm just going to be drinking a bunch lounging about around on the beach don't give a shit what happens to it once it passes like it makes it to the ocean so i have like been stocking my cart with all this stuff and sizing of course is weird because not everything is the same measurements and so i decided you know what it's about time that i probably redo my measurements just so i have a little better idea of what i'm doing so i take a measuring tape and yes i know it was not a normal like clothing tailor one of those cloth kind of measuring tapes. It was just a normal measuring tape that you find a little toolkit. So grain of salt. I knew it was going to be like a little bit off, not ideal. Took my measurements, jotted them down, was a little upset by them, but moved on with my life. And then I thought, you know what? I should compare these to some sizes of stuff that I actually know that I own and actually fit me. So I pulled up a couple size charts for different jeans that I had and wrote those down. And lo and behold, I don't know how, I'm very confused. Someone explained to me the measurements of the sizes of pants that I currently own that I know fit and I just bought literally last week are about five inches smaller than the measurements I just took with this measuring tape. I am mind blown. I am baffled. I don't understand. Like I said, I knew they were going to be off a little bit, but five inches is a lot. And I mean, honestly, the jeans that I bought, the measurements fit closer to what I thought I was in my head, but it still doesn't really help me with buying all these clothing options that I'm going to spend too much money on and then probably have to send half back because they don't fit anyway. But I'm just very confused and don't understand how any clothing at all works. My friend who's going on this trip also was telling me that she was trying to buy things and the sizing chart that she was looking at at whatever website was. There is a one inch difference between the one size and the next size up. But then there was a disclaimer that the fabric in the cutting of the garment could also vary by one inch. So you could risk it and get the smaller size and assume that there's going to be some variance, but that variance might equal the complete full neck size. What are sizes? What is anything? What is women's fashion? Why are we like this? But we're, of course, we're also talking about in my shopping cart, I have a gazillion pairs of sunglasses because I'm like, oh, well, you know, I guess I need a different pair of sunglasses to go with each outfit or swimsuit. And then I get into a habit where I'm like, well, they're only $5. So why wouldn't I get completely all these new sunglasses? And then I was talking to some coworkers earlier and it was how come when you get cheap sunglasses, you keep them forever. Nothing ever happens to them. But the day you try to buy expensive sunglasses you're losing them, you're getting them scratched, you're breaking something. Why? What possible? I I don't understand it. 
one year we went tubing a very long time ago and literally pulled some sunglasses out of the bottom of the river that we were tubing down. We cleverly started naming them the river glasses. I know geniuses over here. They were super dark, kind of Ray-Ban looking, and I wore them all the time. I kept those sunglasses that I got out of the mud for years. Only, I think, in the last two years, maybe, have I lost them. I don't think I know where they are anymore. They're probably in a purse somewhere, which is my other issue. I have a terrible non-existent system of storing sunglasses. So I should probably go see if I actually still have them somewhere. But those free, dirty-ass sunglasses that I got from a river back when I was in college, I had forever. They never broke. Nothing ever happened to them. They survived other tubing trips. I don't understand. But any sunglasses I buy for real, like if I ever try to buy real Ray-Bans, fuck no. They'd be gone. They would be broken in the first day. Something awful would happen. I don't understand what the logic is. It's just a mystery of life that I will never comprehend. The other thing I will not comprehend in life, look at these transitions, people, also related to vacation, getting your freaking nails done. Gentlemen, I'm sorry if you can't relate, but I am currently in a vicious, vicious cycle of getting my nails done. I normally try to not get them done all the time because I really don't feel like I need it and I don't need to spend the money. However, I think I'm on my third round in a row of getting them done. And I am about a month and a half out from vacation. And I really need the current ones. I do gel. I do not do dip. I'm sorry. Dip ruined my nails one time. Every time I go to the nail salon, they shame me. We're moving on. But I desperately need my gel taken off. And I was like, okay, one more time. Maybe I will just go get them done. My friend is like, you know, you're going to have to commit to two more then before we go on vacation. And I was like, oh, fuck. I'm like, you're right though, because if I get them done this week and then I get them done in about a month again, that's still almost two weeks at a time of vacation and they're going to look bad and that's not what I want. So I think I need to get them taken off, except that then I'm like, they're at such a good length right now. If I just keep the gel on them for longer, they'll be long, they'll be pretty, they'll be great length for when I want them actually done for vacation. But do I need my nails done three times in the next month and a half? No, no, I do not. As I said, I have a Shein cart full of other things I don't need to buy that I need to take on this vacation. It's just very hard being a girl, and I finally have talked myself into that I just need to get the gel removed and then try to be responsible, maybe take some, like, multivitamin. Those I have those gummies that are supposed to strengthen your nails, keep them polished with hardening polish, and try to stick it out and not have them look like trash in five and a half weeks before we go. But I tell you, it's just rough stuff out here being a girl. Also, things that have been happening related to this vacation. Flight changes, okay? Both of our flights, both the departing and returning, all of a sudden, one was last week, one was two weeks ago. They changed flight times by a little bit, and then they added in five-hour layovers to both of them. I'm sorry. I planned these flights when I, like, because it was a good plan and I wasn't going to be getting home at 1030 at night. I also don't want to go hang out in an airport for five hours when we were going to get there at one in the afternoon and now, or 1130 in the after morning. And now we're not getting there until four. This is some bullshit. 
I don't understand why airlines do this. Things are changing this drastically that we have to add in this stuff and we can't just shift accordingly. I'm sure there's something beyond me that is explaining all of this about why this happens and why it's actually needed and I shouldn't be complaining about it. But again, I'm an obnoxious white girl and that's what I'm going to complain about. And I'm just ready for this vacation to lie on the beach, not get tanned because I just sunburned because I'm pale, but sit around, get sunburnt, do nothing. And I would just like to, to go a lot smoother. That's all I'm asking for. Finally this week, it is time for unsolicited recommendations. And I have a couple because, you know, it's been a couple weeks. I feel like I've been watching a lot of stuff, listening to some things. So here we go. Uh, The first thing on Netflix, there is a show called The Circle and season two just dropped. So if you saw the first season, it's basically put seven, eight-ish people in their own little apartment And it's a game to try to become an influencer and survive until the end. Basically a popularity contest. These people go in. They can only communicate through this thing called the circle. It's like their social media app. And they can be themselves or they can catfish and not be themselves. And then they play all these games and they try to get to know each other. And then every so often they have to rank each other about who they think is like the best, most popular person. And then at the end, somebody gets $100,000. Season two is out now. They release new episodes every Wednesday. I think we have eight episodes out right now. Something like that. And it is just delightful. I don't know why I like it so much, but I mean, it's very popular. Like lots of people like it, but it's just so intriguing to see, especially all these catfish people who are tricking other people and you get to hear how they react to everything. And it's just super funny. And obviously there's some strategy involved. If you're looking for kind of just like a good, yeah, reality game show. Trashy, kind of like I said. It's just very intriguing to me. Uh, So watch Circle on Netflix. Also on Netflix, there is a show. It came out uh, maybe a month or so ago, but I've just been very behind on things. And it's called Marriage or Mortgage. And just like the title would suggest... There is a wedding planner and a real estate agent who work together and they bring in a couple. The couple tells them, I have this much money to either put towards a down payment on my dream house or this much money to pay for my dream wedding. And then they usually have, you know, three main things that they want as a priority on the wedding and then all their priorities on the house. And then they show them three different houses and then the wedding planner takes them around and shows them different options of what they could be doing to have, you know their party favors or their grand entrance or their dress or custom tuxes, anything you can think of. And then at the end, again, as the title would suggest, they have to decide which one they want. Do they want the wedding or do they want the house? And the first couple episodes, not to give it away, but it was filmed pre-COVID. So when they would pick wedding, it would be like, oh, and then COVID happened. So they had to shrink it down, do some smaller stuff, not exactly get everything they wanted but they still did kind of what they did, kind of what they wanted a bit. But I was so intrigued by this show. I think it's 10 episodes, like a standard Netflix thing, because I would think I would know who was going to pick what, and then people would just surprise me. And I was like, having never been in that situation, I cannot imagine, because of course everyone has grand dreams for their wedding, 
but how can you pass up everything you want in a house? And I was talking to my friend Danielle, who kind of just went through this. Her wedding was during COVID and she couldn't have the big party that she wanted. But then they actually just bought her dream house not too long ago. So they're working on that. And she's like, you don't get it until you're in it. And I'm like, I cannot imagine. It sounds insane. It sounds like something I would never want to do. But I'm like, this kind of combines everything I love. I love wedding stuff. I'm constantly watching HGTV because, yes, I am an old person now at 32 years old. So it's everything I want in a TV show. And the ho- the two ladies are great and delightful. And the couples are all adorable. So Marriage or Mortgage, also on Netflix. Definitely give that a watch as well. Finally, finally, the last thing I'm going to recommend is a podcast. And this one, I think I heard about it a long time ago. Honestly, don't know. I had just had it written down in a post-it on my desk for a really long time. And then I got around to listen to it. Um, It is a podcast all about like normal people who get into bad situations, just like by chance, you know, it's, it's going to be a whole different series. And the first part of it was nine episodes long and they focused on this lady, Sherry Schreiner, who is this like very weird like cult leader and an internet doomsday cult leader that she basically reached out to people only through the internet no one hardly had ever met her and she thought there were aliens and she thought that people that like disagreed with her were reptiles in disguise and she got all these people to believe in it and then some of her followers There was a murder, and so it was, well, should Sherry be indicted, kind of, for her part in encouraging this murder that happened? And it just is insane to me, the things that people will believe. But yeah, so it just is about, there's going to be another season in June, completely different topic. But it's like, just weird cult, murder, all this stuff government conspiracy there's just different like religious aspects to it and just like some insane beliefs on all over the place again if you can believe that the reptilian people are walking among us or you want to hear about people who have bought into it and why they bought into it it was super good like i said the first season is nine episodes would definitely recommend You can find it, I'm sure, anywhere the podcasts are found. It's presented by Cast Media. And it just, yeah, I'm very excited for the second season. I'm so happy that I listened to it all. But if you're into any of that weird stuff and you need something else to listen to, add to your list. Go find The Opportunist. I feel like you will not regret it. And that is going to do it this week. Please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, do all the things, tell a friend, tell five friends. You're going to get a little bit of everything. I can always promise you that. She is nothing if not consistent. I hope you're having a great week, week, whatever you're doing. Thank you again for listening, and I will see you guys next Tuesday.